FFW Podcast. That's freaking wrestling. I am your host, Matt. Joined by two of my peeps, two of my faves. Rhodesia, Eshan. Should, should I skip past the how are you doing part? You guys are only going to give me five seconds of no, 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 I'm ready to talk wrestling. Or do you actually have something for the people that tune in each and every week to listen to us? I want to wish all our listeners who are fathers, somewhat of a father, a male role model, happy early Father's Day. You know what? Matt, as another dad. Yes. I have to work this weekend. Oh, no. I have to work this weekend. And I'm expecting it to be a busy day. I'm expecting it to be a busy day. Why? We don't. We get the short end of the stick on Daddy's Day. Why on these retail stores, like they're filled to the brim, like uh, you know, for moms they lead up to the day, right? And then they get this become a ghost town. Everyone's celebrating. They loving mom. Everything's all good. But for Daddy's Day, it's like another day. It's another day in the park. I or even, be- or even here in the United States, where the men is supposed to be valued on Sweetest Day in oh. October. Right where the women are valued on Valentine's Day, there's there there's nothing going on. Well, around Sweetest Day in October, Sweetest Day is not really known throughout all of the United States either. It's only I was just wanna, I was just want to say that to be honest with you, Matt. Here in, in Georgia, they don't celebrate. They don't know what Sweetest Day is. Yeah, for everybody, it's it's the third Saturday of October. Third Saturday of October yeah. is Sweetest Day. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Well, hey, yeah. appreciate your daddies, everybody. Yes, appreciate your daddies. Happy early Father's Day to anybody who is listening. Or happy Father's Day if you're listening to this days after we drop. Uh, we are here, guys. It is, if you are a sports fan, we are basically locked into wrestling now, besides baseball. NBA Finals, shout out to Denver Nuggets taking care of business last week. Basketball's Man. over. You huh? see how Jokic, how he talked after he won. It was like it sounded like it was just a regular game. He was like, it yeah, was a regular the team game. worked. The team worked hard. Da, 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 da. He lost his MVP trophy. He said he left it in the room and it's not there. I don't know. That's what he said today, <laughs> yesterday. Oh my gosh, are that? you serious? He's yeah. Joker's a man. He is the absolute man. Um, so there's no more basketball. NHL playoffs are over. Mm-hmm. Shout out to the Vegas Golden Knights. They win the Stanley Cup trophy. That's it. Football, we got another couple months. So unless you are locked in to baseball, wrestling is all we have sports-wise for the next two to three months. And But it is going to be a hot, hot summer. We kind of thought about even starting with AEW, but we'll start. No, we will start with AEW. We got a lot going on in AEW. From collision this Saturday to... This rumored CM Punk interview that's probably has dropped already, if you're listening to this, or it will drop later on today, if you listen to it on Friday, that is supposed to be something that is going to ruffle some feathers. Uh, it, there's a lot. So I guess let's go ahead and get into AEW. Dynamite this week. Let me, uh, I guess I'll go with the air horn. The crowd, the crowd was in it. The crowd that, was in it. That is the AEW I want every week as much as possible. You can't do that finish every single week. I get that. But damn, that was a fun show. That was the old AEW 
where, yes, we know we're going to get the in-ring great work. We got that. But we got some surprises. We got some great storyline advancement. This week was fantastic. Fan-freaking-tastic for Dynamite. What you guys think of the show? Overall, I just remember my takeaway was that the crowd was off the hook from beginning to end. And at first, I thought they was going to, you know, fade out, fade away. Nope. They were hot from the beginning to end. And just some of the things that we saw, like the video packages of the Forbidden Door that's coming up, man, I'm hyped. So like you said, all those air horns, I am super hyped. So all the other sports are gone. What do we still have? Pro wrestling. They don't have an off season. So, so by default, we should have like much more numbers now as a TFW pod, right? Now that. All yeah. The other hey, are look. Gone. Yep. <laughs> we should see our numbers skyrocket. You ain't got nothing else to do. Right. Tell everybody about it. The best yeah. pod in the game, baby. Speaking of, uh, as I started last week's pod, I would want to, of course, continue to say thank you to you guys for your support. Appreciate the loyalty. Uh, we got some really cool news to share with you guys next week about the future of the pod, which hopefully everybody should be super excited about. But uh, get if you have not already, please? no. But if you oh. have not already, follow us on Twitter at that's F and W. Follow us on YouTube at that's freaking wrestling. What else? That's it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's it. Ishan, back to you. Dynamite. What did you think? Uh, I was able to see most of the show. Um, but what I really love about uh, Dynamite, and this is what AEW's doing. I love like these, these collision previews and videos. I think that's really cool. I think it really adds to the show. Um, I like what they're doing with their production. I really love that. Mm-hmm. Man, hey, we're going to talk about this the Adam Cole and... Uh, MJF finish? Get into it. <laughs> Go ahead. Man, that was a cheap-ass finish. No, that was a fantastic finish. I loved that finish. No, that was cheap as hell. It wasn't, as, cheap as, ba- it wasn't as bad as the Mania, you know, Cody and Roman. Oh, my God. But we it starting was, already it was, in the first five was, minutes of the show. We starting. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't cheap as that, but I was like, man, because like, I'm watching the show. and I, Look, I was actually uh, working out as I was watching that match, to be honest with you. I got a multitask. I don't have a lot of time. Did I miss the timer? Were they talk? Were they telling us that there was X amount of minutes? So usually, anytime at the beginning of the match, they say the time on it. Now I remember right before it happened, like literally not even forty five seconds beforehand. Matt's like, "How long is the the time on this match?" And I'm like, "Oh, it's sixty minutes." It's for the title, not thinking that it's the number one contendership, but or you know, for whatever they call it in AEW. But I'm like, "No, it's sixty minutes, sixty minutes." And literally, not even thirty seconds left. It was that awkward. Hold on, what just happened? He went for a three count, but it was on the two count. The bell goes off, so he literally caught it right down. I don't know if it was gut or his wrestling intuitions, but I don't remember him saying well, anything. What they in typically broadcast. do with AEW is they they used to have Justin Roberts. Tell us where we were in the time. Right. 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 25 minutes. He laid out the entire time. And I kept thinking, okay, this is a title eliminator match. It's leading the show. So, like, we got to have some form of a finish. And what I mean by that is it can't just be a Chris Jericho run in and, and that's it. Because I was a little bit worried about that, too. Because I was like, really? maybe they didn't finish the Jericho oh. feud with Adam Cole. So I'm watching, I'm watching, I'm watching. And uh, I'm really like, man, this match is incredible. And I'm like, this match is so good, though. This can't be the last match in their feud. Like, we got to see another one. 
because especially while about 23 minutes, 24 minutes in, I'm like, all right, they're going somewhere with this. That is not typical. So that's a really long match. And uh, when I looked and I'm like, all right, some, something's got to happen. There's got to be some type of shenanigans. There is not going to be a clean finish After from the referee time, huh? stopping him using the, the ring and all that, which, man, the match was just fantastic. Uh, I love the finish because we know that it's not done. Now, that was a blow-off finish, of course. That's a cheap finish. Loved it as a start to hopefully, which is going to be a fantastic feud. Thought it was the best Adam Cole has looked in AEW by far. Which I think speaks again to MJF. I put a I put a tweet out last night that I know it's early, super early in his career, but it may be about time to have a conversation just on where MJF is right now in rankings or however you want to look at it. Every match has been killer. We know what he can do on the mic. He's must see TV. That boy is doing some fantastic work. Uh, but I love the match. I thought. Last week, we talked about their promo seg- segment. I'm like, it was everything right and everything wrong with AEW. Yeah. I think that matches just what everything is right about AEW. Loved it, loved it, loved everything about it. Um, and to your I, point, uh, East, surrounding like the production pieces, we got numerous shots of the elbow drop through the table. Yes, thank you. Show me what I need to remember. Show me what's important from these matches. And that's something that, because they go 100 miles an hour, the match is over and you forget how the match started because they throw so much at us. So I love that part. Um, I just really, really enjoyed that, that match. I, I thought it was great. It didn't do a great number, which is interesting. I, I don't know what to read into the ratings. They they, they popped a great number last week. And Did then they, they know that they were going to start the show? Was that ever no, what they said? No, no, but there was nothing on last night. That true right. that. That's the thing. True so that. that, that's why it's like, okay, that, huh? So you yeah. guys do over 900,000 last week, but then you drop pretty, like, pretty significantly. Like, well, I guess they were up in 18 to 39 year over year. So that's a positive, okay. but I don't, I don't even, I can't, I can't call it with these ratings. Cause that, to me, that number didn't make sense. It wasn't like last week's show was horrendous. So people tuned out. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe yeah. some of those people are waiting to tune in on Saturday for CM Punk. I'm not sure. I don't <laughs> right. know. I can only watch so many hours of wrestling. There we go. And this time they use. But I, I would say everything you said and echo everything you said about the match, except for I cannot stand. And of course, this is MJF being MJF. I cannot stand him messing with people in the crowd. It actually makes me sick to my stomach. I cannot stand it because he pushes the boundary all the time. And what happens if somebody else reacts in a way that he doesn't like? To me, don't like it at all. Now, again, that I'm, could be I'm like. Good. I'm good with him and the fans as long as you leave them kids alone. I don't like him touching anybody because don't touch me or anything I on me. I wish that was me. Yep. Y'all would have seen the best sale job in the history <laughs> of professional wrestling. I would still be laid out in that same seat right now until AEW Tony Khan came and got me, took me to the back. We're going to have some conversations about the future <laughs> of Matt and AEW. My man, I just, I was like, if he don't oh, flop right I got to get a graphic man, for you. I got to get a graphic for you. Matt I would definitely be all elite. I would definitely be all elite. Hey, he, he does like too much that. though. But listen, that, that, that finish, I didn't have a problem with the finish per se. It's kind of like when somebody cheats in the game and you're like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. you bastard, you got me. Right. Because 
all of a sudden it's one, two, ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Oh, oh, the the time limit drew. Like, like they don't announce it. They don't talk about the time limit at all. It's just something that just happens. And it happened almost out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the thing for me. It was just like, okay, okay, I get it. But any other time, you know, you're getting a countdown. There's a clock popping up or anything. It, this one just kind of ended. Like, but I was, hey, look, it, it, it didn't ruin what, what was what you said, a really great match. Um, MJF is great in the ring. Adam Cole, that's my guy. I'm looking forward to further continuing the feud. So, yeah. I do have a question, and I'm not a, I don't care how you look. It's how you work. But, man, it was a pretty stark contrast in that ring with MJF's body type and Adam Cole's body type. Oh, I think. Oh, I hope you. Man, it was a stark contrast, which makes me think, can Cole just not put on muscle? Or does he feel like he doesn't need to? Does he feel like he doesn't want to? I would really want to know that question. Once again, I'm not a body person like that where, hey, I, I feel like everybody Shame. has to be muscle bound. But Shame. you really see a big difference with him. Now, granted, MJF is jacked right now. But just looking at them two in the ring, I was like, damn, he's making Cole look even worse than he's looked before. Just from a physical standpoint. Still can go in the ring. But I, w- I was kind of surprised when I saw them. They were standing next to each other. I was like, "Man, that is pretty." Hey, you, you know what? Here's the thing, man. Like, I'm, 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 I love Adam Cole, man. I gotta be honest with you. I thought the same thing, because mm-hmm. I don't think of MJF as being a big guy, but you know, I think it was a point when they were doing like a, uh, when he kind of, I forget what they call the move, but he was he had grabbed him from behind, and I was like, "Man, yeah," like MJF yeah. kind of swallowed yeah. him up, right? So it is interesting because you would think that. I guess, you know, weight is hard for some people to gain, but he doesn't look like a really skinny guy either, right? It looks like it's more of a choice with him, but maybe it's not. Like I said we I, before, maybe he's so injured he can't really work out to right. gain, you know, muscle, right? He might have some kind of injuries or, you know, something with the shoulders or his chest that he just can't lift. Maybe he can only do cardio. We don't know, but I, that, let's be honest. I mean, if you're, if, if you're an Adam Cole fan and you watch that match, like you had to think to yourself, like, man, he's much smaller than MJF. And MJF isn't really a big guy. Yeah, I don't need to say anything else on that because it, it's it. And I don't want to sound like I'm body shaming at all, but it's kind of like what you guys always talk about uh, suspending your um, disbelief. disbelief. Because this is kind of what I've always said. And again, I'm not body shaming. It sounds like I am. But somebody like Becky Lynch, and a lot of times when she goes against bigger women, like you're you're very thin. Like in my mind, I don't know how you could beat that person. I, again, I'm just looking at just in reality. Um, but again, nothing to take from either one of them. They are fantastic in a ring that, you know, they run circles around people. But I, I thought the same exact thing. The only time like the the really small people irritate me in wrestling is when they talk like they're big and bad. Like you're not a badass. You're like 86 pounds. Like enough. <laughs> Chill out. Relax. So you say, Relax. My, my alter ego, huh? You relax. Well, I'm, you I'm not little. You, I'm just short. You can tell me yeah. you're a high flyer. Tell me you'll fly better than anybody else. But do not tell me <laughs> you're going to drag somebody around and, and beat them up. When is you're that, is that why you can't get with the big and the daddy? This guy, man. 
right? Is that why? Well, I mean, because I guess you're not. I guess you're not that big. So maybe so. That could be it. <laughs> I'll tell you what I biggest mindset. I'll be. I'll be honest and say like grand. If you would have said 72 hours ago this is going to happen, I would have shit on it. But as professionals and as icons, it only took 30 seconds, and they got me hook, line, and zinger. Ooh. Any idea what I'm talking about from Dynamite? Nope. I'm looking at my notes. Nope. Sting and Chris Jericho. <laughs> oh. Man, if you'd have told me 72 hours ago, hey, next few for Chris Jericho's going to be Sting, I'd probably have been like, man, I don't think I really need to see that. But it was, it was something there when they were in the ring together. And that was actually the first time, like, ever. They've ever like shared a ring together, which is insane. Wow. When you think about that, which is insane when you think about that. I'm here for it. I am absolutely here for it. I'm wondering. I know that Sting said he doesn't want any singles matches, and he wants his retirement match to be with Darby Allen. Him being involved, mm -hmm. not one on one against okay. Darby. But man, how do you not go Sting and Jericho? in Wembley in front of 65, wow. 70,000 people. And that's Sting's last match. There is no better way. Yeah. It's not like, you know, he's attached to his hometown and his hometown is going to be on the docket later on this year, or there's an undertaker that's coming in. Like this is, is there any better way? He already said he was retiring this year. Is yeah, there any other I, better way no. for him to go out? Nope. Nope. Cause I don't know where Sting is from. So I don't, you know, when they when they introduce people, I don't even know where they say. I forget where they say he's from. He's not from really like the city. I don't think they do anymore, right? Yeah, he's from. Yeah. Is he from Florida? I think he's from. I think he's from California, where he was back in the day when he was a surfer skate sting. Rhodesia, this is the perfect time for you to get your Google. What you think? After you I scratched my nose. Then, what okay, was I about yep. to go do? Then, I was going to the Wikipedia. Share that. Share that in your segment later on. What you got? Wait, hey, I know he's about man, to say something. I, I'm. I'm not sure why you thought that a Chris Jericho anything would be on my list of something I'm looking forward to. Um, all due respect, but you know, when I think of Sting and Jericho facing off, I think of Goldberg and Undertaker facing off. Um, and I, I just don't want to see. Well, which ones? Are we talking Goldberg and Taker from Saudi? Or are we talking like, yes, sir. We're not talking about <laughs> Brian. We talk about old, older men sharing the ring together in a ah. wrestling ring. I, I looked, you no, know, Sting is. 60 going on 40, mm -hmm. right? Chris Jericho is 50-something. Like, I just... <sighs> Man, really? Hey. So, you, so you're saying you're not there for that match? Uh, no, not at all. Wow. Not at all. Okay. See, I feel like, and this is about to be misinterpreted such a bad way, so I probably wouldn't say this after the summertime when our when our numbers skyrocket. I'm going to say it when infancy stage of our show. Oh, boy. But, but Jericho's like a cockroach. He just doesn't go away. But he's like, he's like, for me, I still respect him. I'm like, mad props. Like, he doesn't come out when the lights is on. He stays behind, you know, in the, in the, in the crevices at nighttime and dark. Like he to me, he feels like he's always there. He's always gonna put himself over, but he's also putting other people over at the same time. But he just won't go away. He's cockroach, but a cool cockroach. He's not cool at all. What cockroaches you know that put people over? <laughs> <laughs> they put them over by not coming out when the when the lights are on. 
so they don't come I out. I ain't never seen no cool cockroach. <laughs> Shout out to the cockroaches, though. Yeah. I saw this video. It, it was from Florida or something. I saw it this week. I meant to send it to you guys. This person, like, I think they walked out of their house or they were trying to get in their house. Mm-hmm. And it had to be hundreds of these bugs. They look like cockroaches, like, everywhere. On the house, on the car, oh, on God. the concrete. I was, man, I was like, no way. Oh, God. Burn the whole thing down. Mm-mm-mm. Burn the whole thing down. Uh, what else from uh, Dynamite? I, I, I like... Um, I really enjoyed MJF saying like, I'm not showing up to Forbidden Door. Oh, yeah. You can have that. Yep. Yep. And I like <laughs> it because I hope, and I hope that keeps going. I hope we don't know if he shows up until Forbidden Door. I like that. I like that. I really like, enjoyed that. He's like, say what now? He said, say what now? Oh, I ain't typically doing that. that doesn't happen. Like you find out you're in a match and the hill just storms off upset. He's like, yeah, I don't I think am. that's going to happen. No, thanks. Like, no, thank you. <laughs> Uh, Forbidden Door, the matches they announced, Smith Forbidden Door looks fantastic. Mm. That show looks ridiculous. Um, One thing I mentioned, oh. I'll mention from Dynamite that yeah. I didn't know until the commentator said something that the BCC hadn't lost in over a year. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, they say any, any match with Moxley involved. Wow. Yep. And that's impressive. And that's, so the way he brings up the Cody and Roman thing every week, I got to go with my stick of wins and losses matter. You're right, because who's on the top right now? Who's dominating? BCC. I don't know anybody who dislikes BCC. They're hot. Which is a problem, because they're supposed to be heels. Yeah. Like, I've always wished they would have changed Moxley's Wild Thing music. Mm -hmm. That's face music. Right? Like, even when he got in the ring last night, they're they're starting, and he gives the crowd the middle finger. And it's just like, uh, man, nobody's like, I get it. Nobody's booing you, though. Moxley, everybody loves you. Right. Everybody loves you. Mm-hmm. Oh, what else? What else you guys want to talk about from, from Dynamite? I mean, there was a lot, so I don't want to just... We could spend oh, this entire show okay. probably talking right, about okay, how yeah, great so then we'll like, talk all about, the segments were. Oh, the Billy Goat. Got to see him last night on Dynamite. That for the finished. ladies... Wait, wait. And for the ladies, he had on sweatpants. Yep. Go ahead. You make it to me. <laughs> Is that how you feel? That's how I feel. Do you, so do you even know what happened when he came in the ring? Or you no, just I was like, like the, uh, no, I'm joking. I'm probably, joking. No, 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 no. You I'm probably joking. were. No, I'm joking. You probably were. That's why you got so excited when he came out. <laughs> I didn't put two and two together. That's my fault. That's yeah. my bad. Yeah. You're right, because if Bianca would have came out on yeah. Monday, she, she was looking pretty incredible on SmackDown. Uh, but I get it. I, I, I get that for you. We, we talked about... Um, the last five minutes of dynamite. You can't do it every week. You cannot. But I knew we were in for something. I didn't know what when the match ended at the 55 mark. or 855. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, okay. Typically, you know, they go up to the second to the match is over. Yeah. I was like, man, this is going to be interesting. And they threw it all at us. And I think it all worked. I think every single thing they gave us in those three or four minutes worked from Takeshita and Omega yes. to Osprey. I mean, it was it's good. That's 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 the stuff we want from AEW. Mm-hmm. Is that stuff that you don't see coming? That's leading to something though. That it wasn't like those were just random people that just came out. No, those are all stories. Those are all matches that. we're going to be seeing Absolutely. in the future. 
especially with Takeshna, you know, you, you put him in there. This that story that they're telling between Takeshna and Don Callis. But hold on, we still got to sell Forbidden Door. So mm-hmm. I love that. That was perfect. To me, just how, in, how intense Takeshna was, I was happy too at that moment. And then, of course, when Will Ospreay came out, that was a different story. But overall, really, really, really great pay-per-view. Really great Dynamite. And like I said, the crowd was in it from beginning to end. They were. It reminded me of like the old school type AEW crowds. One, they had over 5,000 people in the building. That always oh, helps sweet. when you have a bigger crowd. But no, that crowd was there. crowd was there mm-hmm. the entire time. I was pulling up. Did you guys hear, this came out today, that Dax is now involved in creative for AEW? No. Mm-mm. There's a lot of names being thrown around, being involved in creative. So now we got Dax. We got Brian, Brian. Danielson. Uh, Jimmy Jacobs. That's a big get. That's, That's a big a get for them. Huge get. He's yeah. if you guys don't know who Jimmy Jacobs is, he used to be a worker, uh, but he's done some great things creatively for WWE. He was actually fired for taking a picture with the Elite years ago, yeah. mm. uh, or the Young Bucks outside of a Raw show. He actually did some really good things in Impact. Also, that's where he was just at was Impact, okay. doing some creative things there. So it sounds like man. Tony is getting some some good people around him and getting some good feedback. Now, what will be interesting is are the wrestlers involved kind of just giving some of their creative for just themselves or for the entire show that they're going to be on or or what? But um, looks like they got got some, and we know Punk's going to give some creative thoughts and ideas. But if last night was any indication of what this summer looks like for AEW, I think we're going to be really, really happy. Really, really happy. Yeah, I think Indeed. the Jimmy Jacobs uh, get was really good. Because mm-hmm. uh, I was watching Impact the other day, and I saw him doing an interview segment. I was like, man, I would love for him to be an AEW on creative. And lo and behold, here he is. Mm-hmm. Part of uh, AEW and creative. So really excited for the future of AEW. Because as we always talked about, if they can get their creative in line, man, sky's the limit for them. Especially with the talent they have, especially that talent. Especially, Dynamite is or Dynamite uh, Collision this Saturday. Rhodesia and I will be in the building in Chicago. I am, I am probably this is so we went to Mania this year. Of course, this doesn't eclipse Mania. We're going to SummerSlam. All three of us will be in the building for SummerSlam. Doesn't it eclipse? Where's SummerSlam at? Detroit, baby. <laughs> Let's go. What up, Detroit <laughs> basketball. You know what it is. <laughs> um, and Monty Williams is the man. Yeah, he is. But this is probably the most excited I've been to go to an AEW show in over a year. And it's probably the most excited I've been to go to a wrestling show outside of WWE premium live event. Nice. You said in the last and, year. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. Well, farther than that. Um, I just hope it is as big as it needs to be. This show needs to be huge. I'll ask you guys in a second on what's your thoughts on the card that they announced. But I put a I put a poll up on Twitter, I think on Monday. And I be, I just said big week for AW with CM Punk returning. Uh and collision starting on Saturday. When do you plan on watching Collision? 72% said live. 16% said on DVR. 12% said I'm not watching. 
So you're talking 88% of people are watching, which is a really good number for AEW. Uh, Tony Khan came out this week and said that there is not an OT going to be a, a hard split. This is a soft split, brand split. So he doesn't want to box himself in a corner where he says somebody's only on dynamite and then he wants them for collision or vice versa. So he says that, yes, there's going to be talent that is focused on one show or the other, but he wants to leave wriggle room. So if he wants to move somebody over so they can be on both shows, if it's a storyline or program, they can do that. I like that. Uh, that's probably the best way to start it. Cause what sure. you don't want to do is like I've been bitching about for WWE is you say is a, Draft, brand, split, and then two weeks later, somebody shows up. So I'm okay with that. What I am worried about, though, is we want this new show to highlight everybody we haven't seen. Right? The Keith Lees of the world. The Andrade's is coming back. The Miro's. The Nyla Rose's. Um, hell, a lot of the women wrestlers. We only get typically like one women's match a week on on dynamite that's who i want to see so what i don't want to run into is now we get young bucks wednesday and saturday get punk wednesday and saturday don't get orange, orange young cassidy bucks wednesday and saturdays saturday. you don't, never don't know don't, don't punk did say he got some things to get off his chest <laughs> it's gonna be them hugging doing a bro hug things to address he said <laughs> um so for you guys let me so what's your thoughts about the the brand split what, do you wish that it would be a hard split or are you okay with the soft split Initially, I want the hard split. I want to be able to know on Saturdays, if I'm making my way out of my life to watch a wrestling show live, I will want to know that, hey, I'm going to see these people tonight that I didn't just see a few days ago. But just hearing his explanation of that like, he doesn't want to be pigeonholed to just that split, I'm, I'm okay with it. It's in its infancy stages. Let's see how it plays out. But ideally, before I heard that, I would have wanted a brand split, a hard brand split. No, I'm good with the the soft split to be honest with you. God, you know, it's hard creatively to get put yourself in a box like that. Mm -hmm. Right. And because you know, there's injuries, there's a lot of things that, that could happen. Um, I thought the idea would be that you would see certain superstars on certain brands, right? Like, you know, the elite on Dynamite, mm -hmm. CM Punk and a few other guys, you know, on uh, collision and you gotta kind of have that right you gotta kind of give someone a reason to want to see this saturday show because it's on a tough day um and this kind of gives them that that opportunity to see certain stars but they're not locking themselves into only seeing them on that show right right Missing out but i think it's great for the talent that kind of have some flexibility because you know look we want to see the people we want more often right but we don't want to see house of black on Saturday and Wednesday all the time. Maybe I do, because I love House of Black. Um, but I do really love these, like, uh, the promotions they've been doing. I've, I've loved seeing Miro in these, in these commercials, you know, on the show, on the internet. You know, I love what we saw from CM Punk. So it was a very exciting time. I'm really looking forward to the show. Um, I just don't think I'm going to be watching it live every Saturday. I think it's going to be a uh, uh, Sunday afternoon morning watch for me uh that saturday night is just going to be too tough for me to kind of get into every week do you, will it matter what the card is or will you already know kind of going into that week like no matter what i'm gonna just have to tape it dvr it and watch it on sunday 
here's here's a tough spot, and I'm I'm sure there's other people that are into this, right? We have big wrestling shows almost every single day of the week. Like, right? Sometimes I need a break to do something other than wrestling. So on a Saturday night, how's that ring of honor? How's that ring of honor going? That's that's gone. (laughs) It's gone. (laughs) Canceled. I ain't thought about ring of honor since since two weeks ago. Um, but you know, like, look, you know, that's date night with the wife, right? Maybe it's movie night with the kids, right? I, I need a day to where I can do something besides wrestling. And I, I'm sure there has to be other people like that, right? Because it's Friday night, we got SmackDown. Saturday night, you got a collision, right? Like, what other time do you have to do something besides watch wrestling? I know we all love it, but dang, we got to have a break. Like, our life just can't be consumed by one thing. And unfortunately, you know, I have a wife that's not into wrestling, um, unless it's Roman Reigns in the bloodline. So it's going to be a tough night for a lot of people, but I want to make it work. I want to see what they got. Rhodesia, what, um, are you, are you feeling like this is appointment viewing for you? We haven't even seen a show yet. I was going to say, I don't know until I see a show or two. Maybe not even the first show. I'll probably have to see about two shows. They got to put a couple shows together for me. So the car we got this week, they announced yesterday via CM Punk under the bridge in Chicago, saying he got some things to get off his chest or things to address. So that tells us we're going to get a Punk promo, which is awesome. Uh, he's also in the main event, him and FTR versus Samoa Joe and Bullet Club Gold. They announced this week. It's also Warlow versus Luchasaurus. Miro versus TBA. Buddy Matthews versus... Andrade El Idolo, which I think is hilarious. Um, I, yeah, but I, I can't wait to see that one. I can't wait to um, see it. But why you say it's but hilarious? It is absolutely a choice that it is Buddy versus Andrade, seeing that who their significant others oh, are. Okay, got it, got it. Rhea got it. and Charlotte. Mm, yeah, we yeah. just saw that at WrestleMania. Love mm-hmm. it. I think it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we got Sky Blue versus and Willow versus Tony Storm and Ruby Soho. So, I mean, I think it's, I think it's a really good card. Once again, we're going, so I'm super excited. Uh, if I was watching it on TV, I would be really, really excited for Punk. I'll be excited to see Andrade back mm-hmm. and see Miro back. But yeah. it, this this feels like to me, um, uh, I mean, you look at the card. Is it is this card enough? Is this card enough to pop a huge rating for them and to start Collision? off on the right track looking at these posters kind of side by side yeah i'll I'll say yeah because first off you still got cm punk and again i told you i'm not gonna believe until i actually see him in the flesh on saturday Um, but these people here i'm looking at them these should be the future stars of your company so absolutely they have what i'm seeing here for the matches this is talent should be able to run your show so don't get it twisted. I think this collision show is huge. And I would honestly rather watch if I had to pick and make uh make a choice, I would rather watch collision than watch dynamite, especially with the soft brand, the talent they have on this show. Um CM Punk, come on. You mm-hmm. know, like you that's that has to be a big event. Uh, we get to see Miro back. We get to see Andrade back in the in the match. We have so many returning stars stars on that show right with star power it's a huge night for wrestling it's just in a bad time slot i mean saturday saturday night is just a rough time period but 
that's a great card, I think. Now, I hope that it does really, really well. I got a question. I'm about to jump ships just really quick. Like a UFC, I'm correct. They probably have like a, a show every week, every Saturday. Damn near. Damn near. Yep. I wonder how those numbers do. And like, that's are why people watching it. I think this thing is overblown when it comes to there's a lot of Saturday conversation night. on, hey, this show is going on Saturday night. It fails. People are all out. There is a boxing match on mm-hmm. almost every week, Saturday. Of course, not a huge one. You know, it happens maybe once a month or so. UFC is Anime, running fight nights yeah. all the time on Saturdays, and they get the pay-per-views once a month. We get WWE's PLEs once a month on Saturdays. I don't think that's a I don't think that's a thing. Once again, it's be the content. Man, if the content yeah. is worth it, people are going to watch it. Even if you don't watch it live, watch it on your DVR, it's all good. Things the, 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 thing, the thing that's different though, especially with those live events, is that it's live, it's live, right? And you can go to a bar, you can go to a club, you can go mm-hmm. to a gathering, they have these things on. That's a totally different feel. And with the PLEs, it's a special event, right? It's a almost like an attraction. Collision is a episodic television show that's running every single week with no off season. Right? It's almost kind of like, you know, when you watch like uh the playoffs, like every game means something. Right? Because, you know, somebody's gonna go home at the end and then it's gonna be over. So you gotta you got you kinda wanna watch it. Similar to like a live event. Right. The, the, there's there's matches or things that are at stake that mean something. Mm-hmm. All of these collision shows aren't going to mean something. Just like, you know, most of the wrestling shows, you know, it's going to be if you're into wrestling, you like seeing matches. Maybe there's some good storylines, but they I don't think they can produce a show week in and week out. That's going to be must see gathering type television. Maybe I'm wrong. I hope I am. It's going to be tough. So speaking of like how you just mentioned, like people being in the bars, watching those other live events, I wonder behind that TNT power, if without any other sports going on right now, besides baseball, could that be something that you're in a bar and that's on the TV screen and that you can follow along? Like when you said collisions a lot like Nitro, I never watched Nitro. What was that feel of Nitro? Was it something you could just be at a bar watching without audio and just, oh, that's crazy. Like a normal sporting event. Yeah, I mean, you know that's a good question. You remember Matt? You, uh, I'm not sure because Rhodesia was like probably like 12 years old back then. But the 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 good thing about Nitro, they used to have those Nitro power parties. Remember that? Yeah. Like in WCW, Eric Bischoff used to tout them. Like so, that was like a thing every so. Monday with these Nitro parties. However, like wrestling isn't in that same space as that was. It's not. It wasn't water cooler conversation. Like it was back in the in the late nineties. Um, well, it needs to be Saturday with CM Punk coming back. <laughs> Everybody need to be talking about this. So I'm gonna ask you guys one last thing on Collision, and we can move on. We actually got a really fun Forbidden Door topic we're gonna do. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys had anything else uh, besides that for AEW. So we're fast forwarding a year. It is now June fifteenth, twenty twenty four. And I'm getting paid to do TFW. Yep. There you going. go. There we go. Okay. It's collision. You can't pick in between. It's got to be one or the other. Is collision the best thing that happened to AEW? Or is collision the worst thing that happened to AEW? 
God, dog. So the person who's leading collision, that should be the real question for me. <laughs> is CM Punk coming back again going to be a good thing for AW or is it going to be a bad thing? You know, I'm hype going to the show. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about the show. I'm going to say it's going to be the best thing to happen to AEW. You know, I'd, uh, gosh, guys, I'm, I'm kind of concerned because you go back in history, WCW, one of their downfalls was the, was the addition to the, of that Thunder show. Yeah, that's why um, I asked that question. Yep. You know, um, sometimes it's too much of a good thing um because because back in the day wcw didn't have the creative in place to really support two shows uh, they had three hours of, of nitro then they had another two hours of thunder oh, wow and, nitro and was three hours it was yeah, three nitro hours was that three was hours. that was the first three-hour wrestling show wow and bishop um, even said on record that them adding uh thunder thunder to the lineup is basically what was the one of the nails in the coffin for WCW. Right? They didn't have the creative. And what have we been talking about? You know, personally on the show, the the AEW creative, you know, Tony stretching himself too thin. So it's great that he's adding people to the creative team. So hopefully, and he has a soft launch. You know, there's some couple of things they're they're kind of doing that kind of help um, facilitate a better transition into these shows. But man, I'm just really concerned that AEW might go down the same road WCW did. I hope not. What do you think, Matt? So what was your answer? You going best thing or worst thing? I, I, that's, that's, that's why I started. I, I'm on the fence on this one, guys. <laughs> I can't get off. I'm sorry. I uh, When I first posed that question to myself, I was actually going to say worst thing. Because I'm thinking about two extra hours. I'm thinking about the dichotomy of CM Punk being back. I'm thinking about just all that. And I'm like, no, it's not going to be the worst thing. I mean, if I, it's going to be one or the other, it's going to be the best thing. Simply because of the talent they have on that roster, there's more TV time for them. Yep. So even if creative doesn't get better, say creative is what it is, it's been the same crappy part of creative that we have not liked over the last six months or, or so, it's still not going to be the worst thing to happen to them because people are still going to tune in because the majority of the AEW fan base don't care much about the creative. They care about the matches and the wrestlers. That's what they care about. So it won't be horrible or the worst thing. It'd be the best the thing. only thing about that, Matt, this is where I go back to WCW. That What you say is 100% true, but WCW had a bigger roster, I think, than AEW does right now. Like, they Maybe, had a huge roster. They did, but they didn't have a lot of good talent. They had a lot of phenomenal talent. We'll well, have to go back what? and revisit. We'll, well have to revisit this. They had a huge talent. You talking about when before. they started Thunder? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so let's revisit this, and let's actually do some research. Let's look and see like what their talent roster was. See, but also, that's not going to help. Because name value is name value doesn't mean they're being presented the right way, right? Like, it, goes, it goes back to yeah, it was the creative. You know, you said that the the, mm -hmm. the fans don't care about the creative, but it really drives the show. Cause we're talking about a Saturday night episodic television show, right? And they're up against the time slot. 
the Upperkins. Because, like, here's, I mean, I don't know how many, look, if you look at their fan base, I don't know if fickle's the word, right? But he had a, I don't want to say it's a go-home show, right, right before a collision, but they had a phenomenal show, and it did 71000 71000 I'm thinking about money. I need the 71000 <laughs> 71000 viewers less than the week before, right, with no competition. Like, their audience, if there's something going on that's big in the world, they're going to they're gonna check out that. They're going to look at the playoffs. They're going to look at other things and come back to AEW at some point. So they have a fan base that's there for the product, but they also pick and choose when they're going to watch. Right? Mm-hmm. So look at what they did with Rampage. Rampage, you know, started out with nice, you know, ratings, but eventually it settled in what 300,000 or whatever it is they're doing today. Um could that possibly happen to Collision? Hopefully not, but it's oh, a lot it's of possible. things up in the air. I think it's absolutely possible. I'm hoping it doesn't. I right. think it's absolutely possible. Yeah. Yep, I do. You guys got anything else for AEW before we go so, to the fantasy uh, draft? Allegedly, Wikipedia says that the Stinger... Jeez. We can roll fantasy draft too, but the, the Stinger is born in Omaha, Nebraska. That's mm. what the Wikipedia says. You know, I think I heard that before. Okay, but where, where were they billing him from? Don't know. I think it they was Florida. I'm talking about WCW. Okay. okay. Got it. Yeah, because I don't even think they say in AEW. No. They used to say it was some, some weird man. place, like from some weird place. He, he was like, from, he's parts unknown. He's like a parts no, unknown person. Not, uh, <laughs> he's like a parts unknown <laughs> with all his unknown. snow and stuff. Yeah. I said draft, not a draft. We decided to do the first annual TFW Forbidden Door Fantasy Card. We all did six matches, and it's the promotions AEW and WWE, not New Japan and AEW. Okay, so we we put together what, in our opinion, is we haven't talked about it. Have no idea what these cards sound like. We'll put it up the the poll up on Twitter as we usually do. Just so you guys know, I'm undefeated so far in any type of draft poll. Shout out to my guys. Uh, over a gimmick infringement. We did that back in January, and of course we did ours a couple months ago. Cleared, you guys. You this one, I on. have a feeling. Tell them. Tell them what be this three is about. For three, baby. So AEW, WWE, six matches. Okay, so we picked six matches, and every, everything was, there was nobody off the table. Of course, if they have to be working now for them to be acceptable to the match car. So this is Forbidden Door, WWE versus AEW fantasy card. Who would like to go first? Well, see, what I did, I understood the assignment. I got my six matches here, and I even have the the, the booking, the creative about it and what the matches are for. So I oh, can go last since I added that too. extra layer. Yeah, because we don't want the show to be five hours, so I didn't. we didn't do that. We're just doing... I just did the, the card. Well, because right. we know how you get. You get, I'll say this person and this person, and you just look at me with crickets. I'm not saying anything. So. I'm laying out. I'm muting up. So, let's start with you. Seeing that you had the worst uh, draft, <laughs> according to the Twitter poll, we'll start with you this time. I'm muting up. Just get, get, give us your six, brother, however you want to do it. That's a travesty. Um, <laughs> hey, part? I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Which part? <laughs> Everything, everything you just said, it's a travesty. Um, 
I actually had a little bit of difficulty with this one. Um, if I had more time, I didn't originally understand the 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 conversation. No, not because you. I, I ha- yeah yeah because I was reading it when I was driving. You know, I can only do so much on auto drive, so um, I missed out at towards the end. So match number one, I'm going for a workhorse match. Okay, so I have. To see who is the best worker in the world, Kenny Omega versus Seth freaking Rollins. Who's the greatest wrestler in the world? That match would decide that. That's your opener? That's my opener. Okay. That's my opener. Next, I got the battle of the super kick party. Usos versus the Young Bucks. And of course, the Usos will slaughter the Bucks. It just is going to happen. All right. Next, okay. Eric Bischoff, who stole my name, Easy E, who also oh, stole the original Easy E for NWA's name. Controversy equals cash. What two men are more confidential? Uh, oh, I, I'm losing the word. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Controversial. <laughs> the CM Punk. Oh my God. Controversial. Who's more controversial than CM Punk versus the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes? Oh wait, I'm sorry, you confused me with Eric Bischoff. So time out. Wait, is this a triple threat? He says, contra- he says controversial. <laughs> oh my God. This is one wait, I'm confused yeah. here. I'm writing it down. Said, I said. <laughs> Eric Bischoff said controversy equals cash. And who's more controversial? Oh, I be this him punk versus Cody Rhodes. Bischoff can't Lord. stand AEW. Hey, that's a good book, you know, by E. E is like, man, we know Bischoff can't stand AEW. He's running in on my show. Hey, maybe he should. He should be the special guest referee. Book that. <laughs> All right, oh, then man. I got to represent for my ladies. Two of my favorites. Bianca Belair. Versus Jade. Just just for the interest alone and the mic work, I would love to see those two face-to-face standing across from each other. All right? And then I got to go also Battle of the Mouths. I got Becky Lynch, the promo queen herself, versus AEW's promo queen, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Another more more mic work, and because I got to be difficult, I got a seventh match, y'all. I got a lucky seven. Oh shoot, I missed one because I I I put out of order. My main event is champion versus champion. Roman Reigns versus MJF with a full hour before the match, just so they can talk junk to each other back and forth. Oh, I thought you were about to say wrestle because I was say they ain't wrestling an hour. <laughs> they ain't <laughs> going to talk back and forth. <laughs> and so, and because I got to be give, difficult, I got my, um, I got a, I got a, I got a, I got a, um, what do they, what do they call it? A buy-in match. The buy-in. It's, yeah, it's, it's the House of Black versus the Judgment Day. Nice. That's it. It's a good card. It's a really yep. good card. That's pretty good. I'm going last, Matt. You go. We saving the best right. last this time around. I'm going Charlotte versus Britt Baker. 
I'm going Bianca versus Jamie Hayter. Why are you going so fast? I'm going Usos versus Young Bucks. I'm going Cody versus CM Punk. So you and I thought alike on some of these matches. E. Semi-main is Seth Rollins versus MJF. Main event is Roman Reigns versus Kenny Omega. Nice. Wow, that was straight to the point. All right, so my opener, I didn't get a buy-in because this is just straight fire. So we don't even need a buy-in. People are already going to just buy it because it's the Forbidden Door, the TFW annual Forbidden Door fantasy, whatever you just call them at. So oh. start, start us off, EO Sky versus Tony Storm. We got Rhea Ripley versus Jamie Hayter. That's a good one. In the middle to kind of, you know, bring the crowd back down, but also have some nostalgia there. It's going to be for old time's sake. It's a retirement match between Edge and Christian. Mm. Mm-hmm. Very nice. I think, I think we all thought a lot on this one. Battle of the best tag team. I call it battle of the super kick. The loser um, will receive a cease and desist and they can't use, they can't super kick anymore between the Usos That's and the young buck. That's young fantastic. Bucks. Um, and we know they, they know about those cease and desist. Uh, how about this? I have a co-main event. Logan Paul versus Brian Danielson. And we got mm. Bad Bunny versus MJF. Wow. Boom. That's so a really good call. All y'all on Twitter. You, you lose off the strength of not having Kenny or Roman Reigns. I know, I know, I know. So you know, lost off the strength, but you no. had some really good matches in there. I'm telling a whole, some really I'm telling good a whole matches story. in there. I wanted to have that two women's matches. That was important to me. Because it yeah, would have I mean, been. I did too. Yeah. I had two women's matches, have... but I also did neglect to put Kenny or Roman. But I had to have the, the retirement match. This is the retirement. Oh, wait, I forgot. So the retirement match. So um, the story built on that one is for old time's sake, Christian was trying to tell the story that he's better than Edge since they broke up. I don't so. care about none of that story. I do have a question. So you <laughs> didn't put Cody Rhodes. I did not. Who has been in both nope. shows. Nope. Both promotions. Nope. You did not put him. Nope. So you didn't put Cody Rhodes, nope. CM Punk. Nope. Roman Reigns. Nope. Kenny Omega. Nope. Did you put Seth Rollins on the show? Nope. Yeah, that, that card is trash. No, hey, it's not. Is, hey, no offense, though. For the, the woman who actually created this, this talking conversation, you how did you manage to have the worst? Because lineup? I'm looking, I'm looking at it as what I'm booking as dream matches. I'm not necessarily doing just star power. I'm also taking into consideration their some of these people chemistry and how they will go in the ring with each other. So that's why I did that. And then you're you put Bianca Belair on your on your card. Did not. Mm. I didn't want her to go against Jade. I know that match quality wouldn't be that good. I know it would look good, but it won't be. Yes. H. See, this is what I'm talking. This is what it's a great card. Hey, I would I would buy it. I would go. There's no way in hell that that card is competing with Minds or Ease. I can tell you that. Yes, because I'm thinking I'm thinking you started strong. I'm you started showing that you did, and you went retired mix because yeah. look, I was gonna try to cheat and try to figure out some way to do Sting and Taker on my card. I was like, nah, like but Taker's, Taker's not gone, gone. Taker's. Yeah, he's gone, gone. Right, you can't do that. But you know, he typically don't listen, so I'm like, he, I can, I can scoot it past him. <laughs> he won't pay attention. He should probably catch it. <laughs> that was fun. Good stuff. Yeah, that's all right. So, so cool. I should, yeah, we'll put the uh, poll up on Twitter, and you guys can vote, or you can just leave us a message and let us know who you think won. Uh, anything else for AEW before we transition over to WWE? Nope. 
Nope, not for me. Collision. Just excited for Collision. See how this plays out. Yeah, very, very excited. And looks like I'm guessing they'll have about 9,000, 9,500 people. That's good. Which isn't bad, considering that there's another 6,700 or whatever it is for Dynamite right. next week mm-hmm. here mm. for that show, too. Which will be in the building for that one also. Uh, the big news that came out actually today surrounding WWE is allegedly Carlito is on his way back to the WWE. He was uh, scheduled for an indie show, and the indie promoter stated that uh, he was told that Carlito had to cancel because he is heading back to WWE. So I, when I was looking for a male talent, when I was getting ready for the Forbidden Card, I actually saw him, and I'm like, huh. So it was more than just backlash, huh? That That's the word. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't personally think that's that huge of a deal. I mean, it's cool. I was a big Carlito fan, loved his Same, yeah. backlash, mm-hmm. but like, it's cool. I, I just think it's cool. I don't think it's anything more than, than that, if it's true. Today is the one-year anniversary of Vince McMahon's first allegation. Oh, my God. <laughs> Move on to the next topic. Please. Just say it. I just wanted no, to share that. No. Oh, it no, is. I'm just saying. But how far have we come, though? 365 days later. WWE is better than it has been in a long time. And I don't care if he's still writing all these shows. In my heart of hearts, I feel like it's because he's not there all the way. Uh, Drew McIntyre. So this came out on Monday that Drew will not be back on TV until the right creative is made for him. Shout out to Drew. I wish everybody cared about their TV persona and their creative as much as Drew McIntyre. No, I don't want people walking away. No, I don't want people quitting. But Drew, I'm sure, feels like, hey, I am a main event talent, and I have not been treated as such. I don't have a problem with it. What's your guys' thoughts on Drew Stance and being like, hey, you got to give me some good creative before I'm back? Drew has been a jobber before. He knows what that is like. He knows what, how his mental health was like. And he's been top dog. Like, I'm so proud of him that he used, he knows what his value is. And he's going to utilize it. And especially he, even if he doesn't come back, he has, what, six months left on his contract? Something like that. So if they yeah. force him to finish off the contract of actual TV time before he could leave, so be it. But no, he know he understands his worth. And bravo to him. He should not. He should not be anything less than than a champion or a champion contender. Yeah. Um, look, I, I look forward to seeing Drew um, back in WWE, and I look forward to his renewed push. Um, I think I said that before, um, but definitely. I, do you guys think he was? He's been misused. No. I don't think so. I mean, some people felt that he should have won in Cardiff, but because that wasn't the bigger picture here, I'm okay with that. But I, I wanted him initially to beat Roman. I did. I think um, I think he's been misused because of the character that they had him. I think they did some really big damage to him with that sword. I do. <laughs> yeah. Um, but since when he first it wasn't, came it wasn't sword, about him. It. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't about him needing to beat Roman in Cardiff in September. Absolutely. We knew that wasn't the case. But he was not what he needed to be and should have been. 
So, yeah, he's still on the show. Like, he's still in a good role. But we know what Drew can be. Drew could be a top, top guy. Drew's not a top, top guy from the way he's been but presented. I think, but I think he can be. I think yeah, he shows himself. I, I think he showed think a he bit knows. of that. I think he it went downhill after after Cardiff. But he but people he still people still popped for him. I just always hated that sword. I was always said like the sword is like a is a dangerous weapon and we're advertising this dangerous weapon. I, I've always been against the sword. I never connected to it, but I guess I'm not he's Scotland. I gotta right? be honest, Scottish. I I was not against it. You know, it, I, I can't you know, stand Vince, the sword. You know, I'm not a I don't like I'm not a Vince guy, but I know that's probably a Vince's trying to give him a thing to sell. Yep, you know? sell. Yeah, he he exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think from a presentation perspective, I think he's always been upper card at the most, right? And just with a few tweaks, you can make him a main event. Um, so you know, creative. Now, I think the things he's been doing with the the brawling brutes is kind of a little beneath him. Right. Um, but I feel like maybe he was in the holding pattern for something else, right? Because mm-hmm. he can't necessarily get into the mix with Roman, um, because Roman's doing something else. Um, so, but like I said, I I, I want to see him in WWE. Um, I don't want to see him leave the company. I don't want to see him in AEW. Um, I I don't think he'll be used correctly there. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping that he just stays and they figure it out. And I want to see him on my TV. And I WWE. feel like I feel like he's gonna stay because he is kind of adamant about his character and how he's being presented. I want him to stay in WWE as well. Ah, oh, man. Uh, I don't care where he goes. I just want him to be as good as I know he can be. That's kind of how I feel. I do think that's probably WWE. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I, I want him presented the way we know he can be now, something similar to the way he was in NXT. But of course, at a much higher level. You guys both watched Rudy's. I know you watched. E, did you watch SmackDown Friday? Main event was uh, Jay and Austin Theory. Yes. So, question for both of you: Can Jay be a legit? main singles act. Oh, Rhodesia hype already. In WWE. And when I say legit, I mean not just for a 60-90 day run or a 60-90 day program. I'm talking after all of this bloodline story is over, can you see Jay as someone that can stay in the upper Mid car to main event until he's done. That is a very, very tough question, and I'm about to start talking out, out of both sides of my neck. Today, June 15th, when we're recording, I'm going to say no, just because how I felt they've made him look these last few weeks, trying to figure out whose side he's going to be on. I'm going to say no, um, because his his little brother had a fight, do a fight for him, had a, you know, beat the bully up for him. I'll say no. I want him to be the next tribal chief. That's what I've been saying before. Um, so how can that happen? And he can't be the number one guy, like you said, after 60 or 90 days. I don't know how that's possible. But so right now to answer your question, I, I don't see it this very moment. 
but I've been, there's been so many twists and turns and surprises in this whole bloodline thing to begin with. Who knows? But no. Um, I like me an event, Jay Uso. I, I, I liked him. him in that. I like him in that spot. Um, however, because it just to also look at it, the way he's changed his body mm-hmm. in the past couple of years versus where it is. Can you look at Jimmy's body type? That's they both were kind of that body type for a long period of time. But Jay is probably doing is probably has a strict diet workout routine. He really cares about how he looks fit. I think he looks like money. You know, he looks like somebody who can, can carry himself in a in a main event spot. Now, I I will see. Him settle down probably in the mid card if he were to be a singles guy. He's somebody who, who can occasionally put the upper card, maybe occasionally give him the main event spot. But I think that he will kind of settle in the middle middle of the card. I can see him being a perennial uh, U.S. or IC type, type champion, not necessarily a world champion. Um, that's my take on it. So you guys both kind of feel similar that the answer is kind of no. So then I guess then my follow-up question is, and I don't disagree. I don't know if I agree. I don't, I don't know. But my follow-up question then is, if that's not the case, can you still have him be the one that triumphs Roman Reigns? I'm not saying... Yes, you when absolutely this, when, this, when this bloodline story is over, it needs to be over. Like, we don't yes. need another tribal chief and it continues to go mm-hmm. on. I know that's a story right now they're saying, hey... Roman wants to groom you, Jay, to be the tribal chief, but you got to say what is, et cetera, et cetera. Is it, is it possible, though, Jay is still the end game to the bloodline story, even though he is not going to be a main eventer coming out of the bloodline story? Yes. I, I think that he could be a, a main guy for that 60 to 90 day run, even maybe after he would beat Roman. Just saying. I just don't think when you're talking about like for the company past the 90 day or past the campaign, I, I I can't I can't see him as that as that number one because and the reason why I see him at that sixty to ninety days because we have been invested in him for so long, but after that I don't I don't think so. Just like I didn't I didn't see it with Sammy. If Sammy would have won back what in January, I he would have been hot for me as far as a champ sixty ninety days. But that that had been it. I don't think that his fandom his how the level of it would be that long. You know, I remember back in the day, um, I'm not sure if you guys watched AW, AWA, NWA, excuse me, NWA back in the day, um, but there was a guy who beat Ric Flair back when Ric Flair was hot. His name was Ron Garvin. Um, rugged Ronnie Garvin. He was rugged Ronnie Garvin when he was in WWF, <laughs> right? And he beat, he, he beat Ric Flair, and I think the crowd was there for it. And then uh, he won the world championship, and then he lost the championship, and then, you know, we didn't really hear from him again. But everybody was there for him when he, when he won, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that if he could dethrone Roman, I think people will be there for it. How long of a reign he will have, that's the question. What are you thinking, Matt? You posed the question. I, don't, I mean, I was just watching him on, on Friday, and I'm like, man, there is so much money in Jay. Like, Jay has to be the one that ends – Roman. I I don't know if it's the in Roman's title reign. I, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to play out because Cody still has got to get his. Mm-hmm. But maybe Cody doesn't get his against Roman. Maybe Cody gets his with that same title against somebody else. I don't think like I don't think Cody has to be married to Roman. Yes, would it so be, mean into beating Roman. He yeah. should be married to winning the belt, but not necessarily Correct. beating Roman. Like I don't think I don't know if Cody loses anything 
if he beats somebody else for that title that Roman has. Now, I do think that it helps Cody if he beats Roman because, damn, you got the title your dad never got and you just defeated him for the first time in three years. I think that helps. I, but I don't, I don't think they're married. I, I don't think that it has to be Roman. But when I watch Jay and I watch the bloodline, I'm just like, man, this story started with them two. How does it not end with them two? And I guess it still can end with them two with Roman dropping the title. But that just seems like it's out of order. Yeah. The same way I felt like it wasn't Cody's time yet in April. It was a lot more me on the bone with the bloodline story. I still think that now. So it's like we know Cody's not getting the title shot at SummerSlam. He's not getting it at Survivor Series. He's not going to get it the next time in Saudi. So now we're already in January at the Rumble. If you kind of look at the, the Roman Reigns schedule. And I'm sure it ain't going to be at the Rumble. So now you're talking about WrestleMania 40 in Philly. So we're back at that. Minimally back at that. I, I, I don't know how you get through whatever they have planned for this upcoming premium live event, Money in the Bank in London, how you get through Detroit and SummerSlam with the bloodline and then go back to it. Mm. That, that's the part that I, I don't get, but I look at Jane, I'm just like, man, like this is about Jay and Roman. This is where it should end. I just don't know where the end game could be at for it to end with him. So if we had to put you on the hook right now of saying after the 60, 90 days, could Jay still be main event Jay? Meaning like, Oh, I, I think so for sure. Okay. I don't think he wants to because then where does that leave Jimmy? Like they're a tag team. Yeah. Yeah. But I think he surely can be a top guy. Yeah. It's definitely an interesting question. Uh, speaking of top guys and you guys know, I am a carrying cross guy. Oh, I am a Scarlet guy. But this feud with AJ, he's got to show and prove. There's a lot of people who are not high on Karrion Cross fan wise. I don't know how he's looked back backstage or in the office, but he's feuding with AJ. If we don't walk away from this feud and match or matches, and we say, damn, that was great. Ah, that may be an indictment on my boy. But to be fair, okay, match quality for sure. But to be fair, he's still ice cold. I'm talking about the phenomenal AJ Styles. He's still pretty he's, cold. He's to hotter. Me. He's hotter than Karrion Cross is. <laughs> Touche. But I'm saying yeah. he's still he's not a hot person. So for you to say that if he's show and prove, but you also got to consider who he's dancing with in this. I'm talking about match quality. Okay. No I'm match talking, quality. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One, yeah. For sure. One hundred percent. Man, it's going to be tough, man. AJ's getting up there in age. You know, I know he doesn't look it, but he definitely is. Um, I'm with Rhodesia on this one. Um, it's not like AJ is the hottest wrestler in the company. Oh, um, wow. You know what? I, I was I thought about Karrion. You know what Karrion needs? I think that would kind of help him out. I don't think it would significantly help him out, but it'll help. Small head back. There we go. There we go. Well, he definitely, I don't know about the ball head. that ball head. I don't know about the ball head, but he definitely needs a haircut. He needs like a little fade up in there or something. I don't know what he's doing with it, but he needs he's a little look, He something. looks pretty. Like his yeah. gimmick is nothing about being pretty. Yeah. And he's got incredible looking hair. Like, dude, it's not that <laughs> right. I think, I, like, No, his, I think his hair is haircut. beautiful. 
No, his hair is beautiful. When he has all his hair, it's thick. It's it's he glorious, luxurious. Yeah. He, it needs to be styled. It's just it needs to be styled in some kind of a way. That's what I'm talking about. But no, I think he needs a a finisher. Like his finisher looks really weak to me. Like his little sleeper hold, mm-hmm. he doesn't really hold it that tight. Uh, it just I think he needs something that's a little more fierce looking. Like some type of I don't know if it's a slam or a pop, something a little more fierce than that little because a lot of his moves just don't look there. If you know what I mean, I don't know. Um, that's just me on it, and and that's why I think we're going to see all that in this feud. Or you know what I mean? Like we'll be able to see, like, all right, still see through your work, or okay, you just haven't been in there with the right dance partners. And and Let's I think that's probably what H did. That he he did team him up with with AJ Styles is because of that. I think he wants people to see how good he can work. He just needs to cut his hair all the way off. Y'all got anything else for SmackDown? Not SmackDown, no. SmackDown was. I got something that's burning. I got something that's burning Hmm. for me to talk about. A promo segment for Monday. I about to say you probably need to go see a doctor if you got something burning. (laughs) Been there, done that. They give you penicillin. (laughs) They tell you like it should clear you out in two days. You get right back to work. Um, The crowd hijacked Finn's promo, and that boy was begging for mercy. On Monday. That was uncomfortable. Is that the one when they were saying the what? No, they were singing Seth's song throughout the entire promo. Yep, yep, yep. I remember now. Okay. And Seth tried to help him. I think he did it wrong. He tried to help him. And they just kept going. And you could see in Finn's eyes that he wasn't comfortable. And I understand. Right? I get, hey, this this is the money promo to take us to money in the bank in a couple of weeks, but boy, yeah. that was, that was, that was rough to watch. That was really rough to watch. And they didn't get their point across. It was supposed to be that big. You took everything from me, you know, years ago. Now I'm taking everything from you. And then we never kind of really got to that. Uh, I, I did have a note here that this shit crowded on him. The crowd, man, <laughs> the crowd the shit crowded on him. On him. <laughs> Or DJ euphemisms, right? Euphemisms. The shit <laughs> crowded on him. And when the Big shit time. crowded on him, I couldn't believe it either. Yeah. I uh, had <laughs> that's funny. No, but it was it was it was interesting because I like those kind of things because I like to see how the pros get through it. Yeah, for sure. Some something like that similarly yeah. happened to through the uh to the moon. What's his name? Uh to the moon. NXT yeah. is on SmackDown now. Yeah. I keep on Cameron calling Grimes. Corbin. There we go. Cameron Grimes in NXT. Something similar happened to him where I can't remember if the, if the crowd was chanting what, but they threw him off. And he was trying to catch it, and he kept repeating himself, and he just couldn't catch it, and they, they got through the segment, but it was really, really uncomfortable. And I saw the same thing in Finn. Mm-hmm. He kept leading with, you're going to hear what I got to say. And mm-hmm. he kept trying to lead with that promo. And I thought Seth could have done a, a much better job of stopping the crowd. So he tried a couple times, but the way he tried it was, you got to tell the crowd what you want him to do. Yep. Right. And, and I'm sure he, yes, I'm yes. sure he didn't want to tell the crowd to stop because then what if they don't stop? Now you look stupid too. So I understand that, but I thought he could have done a, a better job of doing something opposed to just saying, first he said, uh, you guys are having a good time tonight. And then he went with the, 
he held the mic out to them when they were singing, and then he went to to uh, Finn, and he's just like, "If you got something to say, just say it." That was his perfect opportunity to include the crowd into that statement. Yeah. If you got something to say, I mean, th- there was just ways around it, and like, so it sucked because we missed that moment. Now maybe they can they can do a pre tape next week, and he can yeah. get out how they wanted to hear, but that was his moment. They kind of poo-pooed on it, but man, he was, he was, he was struggling out there on Monday. Finn was. Hmm. Well, nothing else to say on that on my part, but just KO is doing it on purpose. He listened to the TFW pile last week and he is doing this crybaby hyper tantrums on purpose. You saw it on raw. He did it again. I enjoy it. I think it's fun. Hey, it's a little, little get on my nerves a little bit. <laughs> hey, you know what though, Rhodesia? Um, I think it's working, especially for maybe younger kids, because um, my oldest son, Ethan, nine years old, he saw uh, Kevin Owens, um, he, or he listened to Kev, Kevin Owens. He actually enjoyed it. He's like, "Oh, that guy, he KO, he's really excited right now. Yeah, wow, he's God. mad, right? Like he, it, it caught his attention because he was doing something else at the time. And when KO started going crazy, it caught his attention. He's like, "Oh." He started listening to him. So, I mean, it's working. You know, it's it's, it's catching somebody. It's, and another reason why it's working because it allows Sammy now to be the calm one. Sammy has never been the calm one in his entire career in WWE. He's always been the conspiracy theorist or the really hyper one. Like, now he's he's able to be in that position where I'm coming KO down. Like, dude, relax, man. Hey, we got this. Chill out. And that's that's something we haven't seen either. So it adds to their synergy and dichotomy. Uh, I do wonder, like, what's next for them, though? They they need, like, an actual feud, feud, and mm-hmm. they don't have one. Like, Imperium, they've been going back and forth with. Match was great on yeah. Monday, but it, we I need, I need something, like, something There's, they can sink their teeth into. What, what other hot team besides the Usos would you have them face? Pretty deadly. <laughs> I, I, I love pretty deadly. I love pretty. That doesn't matter. When did that matter? True that. It is a soft split. Seriously. But hey, That's guys, like, what other tag teams do they have? Uh, they got a lot of tag teams. But the key like word true, was true. But but true male tag teams. Let me think about it. Well, Street Profits. Yeah. Um, Street Profits. You got the. You got the. I'm looking at all of them. Oh, but they're the they're War tag Raiders, teams, right? So they can go either way. They, they go, go anywhere. They, they get anywhere. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They can, they yeah. can go anywhere. The War Raiders, yep. Which I love the War Raiders. I know y'all don't like them, but I love them. Uh, um, Alpha Academy. Alpha Academy. You love the who? War who Raiders. do you love, Rhodesia? War Raiders. Is that their name? Oh, Viking Something Raiders. My bad. Viking Viking Raiders. The yeah. the Viking War it's Raiders. Hard to love them. You don't know the Viking Experience. The Viking Experience. Oh, the <laughs> That's experience. Actually, they're the Viking Experience. That's who they are. Man, when that shit crowd, man, that was crazy. <laughs> Yeah, but they, they need they, 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 they need, crowded they so face, bad on that. <laughs> they need to face a, another hot team. But guys, speaking of hot, I got a hot run in real quick. Uh-oh. It's time for Easy's extraordinary random topic. That's never existed. Because it's you know, it's because it's random. Um <laughs> my, I got a fan question. Okay. John Cena and Roman Reigns have arguably been the hottest wrestlers WWE has produced in probably what 15 years right okay who's had the better run would you take 
John Cena's run or would you take Roman Reigns' run? I don't want to be accused of recency bias, so I'm going to go with John Cena. John Cena is the absolute man. When you said take the run, who who am I? Am I Vince McMahon? Am I just a fan watching at home? Like, who am I? Getting both sides. What you think? Take it how you from want a, it. Uh, from a business perspective, it would still have to be Cena because the amount of time he was on top. If you look at the numbers from as a company, right? Roman's the top mm-hmm. guy because they're putting up billion dollars of revenue each year that Roman's been champ. But if we just look at t-shirt merch sales, all that, it's still Cena. Cena, If we're talking about entertainment, it is by far Roman Reigns. And I don't think anybody can dispute it. Even the biggest John Cena fan can say that Cena doesn't have a storyline that touches the bloodline. Mm. Not the in stuff the he did with stuff, stuff he did with Punk. Incredible. Mm. He did some The Rock stuff with some of the best stuff we had seen in over five, six, seven years. Actually, Rock coming back is what got me back enthralled in wrestling. I mean, I would still kind of catch it here or there, but when he came back and hosted WrestleMania, I w- we were in. Okay, I'm back in now. Um, the stuff he did with Orton, Edge. Excellent stuff. It ain't nothing like this bloodline masterpiece that we're seeing though. And yeah, it's I know it's it's Cena was always by himself. He didn't have a mouthpiece. He didn't have a and click. Cena was him. always I, a face. I get all <laughs> like that. it or not. Hey, he was booked as I, a face. He was always I booked didn't. as a face. I hated it. Yep, hey, man, but, this, could you imagine if we could have gotten a hill Cena though? The closest you to the hill turn. Like, Remember that move? He they did in had, the ring? Uh, I think he even said like they had like new music for him and everything. Who, yeah, Cena? I think they did. Yeah. Yes. I heard that. I heard that was a rumor. Did he yeah, say that? They, they said Vince oh, was that a rumor? sign off on him. No, he talked about it. He can't go that, away like, from Oh no. Yeah. He can he can go away from that. But yeah, but yeah, he, I, he, he I heard I heard that they they really they seriously considered it and I think at ninth hour or something Vince uh he asked it. But I know that you're a big uh, Cena fan, Rodiji. Would you would you say the same? As, oh, I said, it perspective? I, I said it already. I said it already. Absolutely. 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 Because I can't. Roman has been the man outside of how how pretty he looks to me. He's been like the man for two and a half, three years now. When you look at John Cena, he was the man shortly into his early in his career, and he was going hard for what like sixteen years. So. And everything that you just mentioned between the punk, the rock, all of them, Edge, I mean, he killed it. And the kids loved him. Yeah, he did have that meaningful storyline, like this bloodline thing. But I think everybody would agree, we have never seen anything like this bloodline storyline. And we probably won't ever see this again. So, but for me, but to absolutely. Be fair, to, to be fair, though, mm-hmm. don't forget about the big dog run. He was he was a top guy. As he was dog. a top guy. He big was a top dog. guy there. Yep. So don't but, forget about, I mean, I'm not now, so now, if, you, if you include that time, though, you said two and a half years, three years. Now you got to add those five or six so, years on it. So, so now you're talking an eight, a nine year run. Yeah, it's a similar run. Um, I'm not, but again, I'm still saying that Cena was more over as far as selling merchandise. Cena was really the only thing in the company too toward the end. Of course, Roman has to. We had a pandemic in there too, so that actually is kind of unfair when you look at it fully. But I still would roll with Cena. 
Yeah, for me, I thought about it because, uh, you know, like I wasn't a big Cena fan, but I get it. And I understand the appeal, um, the merchandise we did for kids and the Make-A-Wish. And it's a big part of WWE. Um, he was a uh, he, he is and was a huge star. But Roman is shining so bright. And guess what? He ain't. I don't think he's even peaked yet. I don't think this is peak Roman. Mm. Um, nope. I think we still I have agree. some more years for him to continue to burn at this, at this high level. And this bloodline feud, like I said, for me, it's right up there. I don't know if I like this bloodline feud better than Hawk and Macho from back in the day. Like, cause that was a, a mm-hmm. awesome storyline back in the day, you know, as a kid, like, I don't remember all of it. I just remember it, loving it. Um, but for me, matches like, you know, Cena, like I'm never going to say Cena was as a bad worker. His style just wasn't inciting for me as a fan, as mm-hmm. a viewer. Um, I would say that from a match perspective as well, that Roman Reigns' matches are have been much more exciting and something that I would love to see. Um, I think it's been just a phenomenal rise, and I don't think it's anywhere close to being over um, currently. Um, but sticking with Roman Reigns, and Matt, you mentioned his mouthpiece, mm-hmm. Paul Heyman. Uh, he did an interview with some random site, and um, he talked about the future of wrestling. And uh, I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, He said in this interview, and I'm quoting the interview here, um, we do movie scenes in the locker room to further tell the story. Three, four, five minute movie scenes showing the vulnerability of his character, the anguish of his character, the worry of his character, the sensitivities of his his character, in the sequences, the nuances of his character with his cousins, by his cousins, with the spotlight on his cousins at all times, sometimes on me. Sometime on me on the psychopathic nature of appealing the tribal chief while at the same time, while also appeasing him based on the fear he could behead me at any time. We, he went on to argue that if you told someone a couple years ago about the levels nuanced to Roman Reigns' character, you wouldn't be believed. He argued that the locker room segments used to mainly, uh, I'm sorry, he, he argued that the locker room segments used to mainly just be cheap, uh, certain appeal. Actually, I didn't really get that sentence. I read it multiple times. Um, but I, I have to agree with them, guys, as far as I think that some of those locker room segments and some of the backstage things that they've, they've done have been more entertaining than some of the matches that I've seen. It's better, been better than any uh, interview that I've seen. Um, and I, I talked to you guys about a while ago. Um, well, this is years ago when WWE were doing the cinematic matches. Mm-hmm. And I think, guys, I think this is one of the main reasons why the Bloodline story is so entertaining. We get to see all the emotions play out in the locker room, right? And ultimately, that bleed into the ring. Um, I think that wrestling has to evolve. Now, I know that we hardcore fans, we don't want our wrestling to change. But the bottom line is it has to evolve to get to a bigger audience. Um, like it did with the Rock and Wrestling era. Like it did with the, the Attitude era in the 90s. Um if we doesn't evolve, we're going to continue seeing these shows like Dynamite produce great shows and only get 800, 900 viewers. WWE has the biggest production. But I think now is the time for them, and I don't think they're going to do it because like they have a, a system that, and they're not going to stop it. But what if they put more emphasis on these story-driven cinematic moments backstage? What if they did more cinematic matches to allow the average viewer 
not wrestling viewer, but the average viewer to understand wrestling, right? Because when a lot of people watch wrestling, they just don't get it. But they can understand something that's very cinematic, that's very movie-like. And they can get a movie-like experience with more cinematic presentations, more angles like the bloodlines that bleed into an actual match. So what did you guys think about them doing more cinematic um, scenes in wrestling? So I read that article. I read the first part, too, of his not safe answer. But then leading on just here on the cinematic part of it, I'm all for it. I love production. I think everybody knows on this show that, especially Matt, we love production. For me, though, my only worry is I don't want that to turn into the WWE of the past. And what I mean by that is years ago, I remember watching Raw, SmackDown, and it would be 37 minutes before we actually got a match on our TV screens. And I remember bitching about it back then. <laughs> so so to me, yeah, I love the cinematic thing. You are absolutely right. This Bloodline story, it has grown and blossomed into this because we got a lot of that backstage video packages. Um, but they just got to be really careful with that because, again, it's still a wrestling show. I still want to watch wrestling. I don't want it to be two hours and 30 minutes of stories and 30 minutes of wrestling like it was before. Uh, um, I don't, it's a tough question. We need to have a serious conversation one day also on the positives that the Thunderdome had. It's a controlled environment. It It was a controlled environment. You didn't get Hell in a Cell, Jimmy J and Roman in the regular arena, you wouldn't be able to hear them talk. This Roman character spurred from him talking during the matches. And you really could hear it during the pandemic era. Uh, I always loved the cinematic matches. I love the ones that Sting and Darby did in AEW. Of course, AJ and Taker at Mania, which at the time we were like, damn, they did that. Yeah, That that was was incredible. So, I mean, I'm down for that. Um, but this goes back to though the type of fan you are, right? Like, I don't watch wrestling just for wrestling. I never have. I never will. If that was the case, then I would watch seven days a week. Wrestling's on. I'm gonna watch it. I I got to be involved somehow. I got to be in, in mostly invested in the character or in the story that's being told. However, we get there. I'm down for it. Even Lucha Underground. Where it was taped like a TV show. Was yeah. it? Or is it? Or yeah, people, yeah, people died it, okay. in Lucha Underground. Like, they got killed. <laughs> oh, like, it, was a, it was a TV so it was show. Opera. So it was soap opera. I can understand how people couldn't that's get what into it. Was. it. Yeah, that's exactly I loved what it, was. it, though. I don't think it was enough eyes on it. it. I don't think it was enough eyes on it. No, it wasn't. It wasn't at all. But I thoroughly enjoy Lucha Underground. Uh, I just You got to be careful how you do it, though, because people still pay to see the match in the arena. So that is still, at the end of the day, the focal point is still that ring in the center of that arena, and you got to get us invested into your matches. Uh, but no, I'm down, I'm down for it. I, I, I don't know if I would want like a something completely different than what we've seen, but I'm open for it. Like that, I'm not like, oh, I'm opposed to it. Nope, leave that in the pandemic era. You know, no, stop doing uh, pre-taped interviews in the back. Give me everything live in the ring. No, I'm not. I'm not that. I just think it's just fascinating because I, I really think that, especially with WWE, 
and they're high production that they can do so much in that type of environment. And mm-hmm. I, I think it would be a uh, they can mix it in, right? You get the live experience, but get these shows more of a cinematic um, appeal to it. Because you know, if you have a story driven show, did you guys ever watch uh, uh, Glow on Netflix? The first season. First season. First season is yeah. really good. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. We didn't watch second season because by the mm-hmm. time we were about to, they had canceled. The series, I'm like, well, I don't want to get invested and watch season two and know that. Yes, season two made the mistake of it it strayed so far from the actual wrestling show. Mm. Um, It went to a lot of drama. So, but the original one, you know, it was a lot of wrestling, but it was a lot of story with characters. And WWE can do that in a huge way. And also cinematically, like, for instance, like, uh, it'd be tricky for them to do, like, with AEW when they had that, um, uh, What's that match they had? I had a note, but um, I lost the note. The match where uh, MJF threw Chris Jericho off the, the cage, and then at the end we blood see was that blood and guts? Yeah, and then and guts. you know we look down and we see you know Chris Jericho you know landing on pillows, and so he still managed to uh, hurt himself. What if that was in a controlled environment and they could actually put special effects behind that? Right, that moment would have been huge if they could have done that. Well, think about. And they did when we had uh, what was the name of the match on the football field in the Jaguar Stadium? It was on the pay per view. Remember, it was the main event. It was, it was another anarchy in the stadium or something. It was yeah, stampede, like, stampede of the stadium or something. Yeah, stadium stampede. Yeah, man, how much fun was that? That was like yeah. one of the, the better matches of the entire yeah. year. I remember, it was that when my man got locked? Somebody got locked in the cooler. All of it. Yeah. <laughs> All of it. It was just so cool. That was such a yep. good one. All of it. Well, the good thing is, The Rock ain't got no job. <laughs> <laughs> Bring the rock back. Boy, the wrestling gods ate his ass up last week. Oh, man. Poor rock. I and mean, of course, it's tongue in cheek. There ain't no such thing as poor rock. Yeah. <laughs> his, his, his tequila's doing fantastic. Uh, he's back with the fast franchise, but Young Rock got canceled, which I really enjoyed that show. So that sucked. But XFL, they said that they lost $30 million. Ooh. So they had to lay off some folks. Black Adam, of course, we know did not fare well at all. So this is the most I think The Rock has like put up L's since he only had like seven bucks in his pocket. Uh, and it's all because he didn't come back. There we go. Uh-huh. That's what it was. Yeah, He did not come back to WrestleMania and do what he was supposed to do with Roman. Yep. So I don't feel bad for you, Rock. This is going to keep happening until you come back. If you hear my voice, Dwayne, make it right, man. Come back. WrestleMania 40 in Philly. Cody can wait another year. We'll give Cody 41. Maybe it'd be in the Falcon Stadium in Atlanta. That'd be really, really cool. Let's go. Let's go. Next year, Dwayne, let's make it right. Then we can get Black Adam 2 started. <laughs> bring it off. Wait, no. He's been removed from that, I thought. I thought him and DC. We'll, we'll bring it back. We'll, we'll tell okay. him we'll bring it back. Yep. I guess it fast if he and fast got back together. So, yeah. I guess anything's possible. And it could be old rock on BET. <laughs> Man. Instead of young rock. Shout out to Tyler Perry for buying BET. I think that's legit Absolutely. now, right? It Second is. network that he's bought. Good stuff, Tyler Perry. If if only if all this does though is get us Medea movies for twenty three hours, you good a day you on good? BET? Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm oh. not good. Oh. And I think I like it was Medea's. the worst thing in the history. I bet oh, you do. Twenty three hours. No, no, no. Hey, no. I was Have you been watching Medea movie? I'm a, I was a I was a big Medea fan, but y'all see the last one that was on Netflix? I, I don't I don't think so. No. I don't think so. Oh, don't watch it. It was horrible. Oh my was god. Was it was it a Netflix only movie? 
Yes, it was one of his. Uh, he had signed a contract to do some Netflix movies, and that was one of them. Oh, it was a bad movie. It Man, a lot of those Netflix only movies is hit and miss. Mm. Now I go yep. on Rotten Tomatoes before I even load it up. I go on Rotten Tomatoes to see, and then a lot of them average like thirty six percent. I'm like, all right, then I'm gonna kind of hold off on that. Speaking of, I actually we just watched uh, Shazam two. I don't get the hate. I thought that was a really good movie. I thought it was really good too. It's people were hating on it. Yep, they they kind of dogged it a little bit. Of course, it was Dang. no Spider Man two. That movie was beyond incredible. Mm, mm, mm. But uh, yeah, I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I did. I did. Uh, did I? Have, what else did I have for? Oh, uh, and I hate I have to do this because typically yeah. everything he says I don't agree with. But Road Dog. Oh gosh, what happened here? Yesterday on Twitter, he is not wrong. People were piling on him. He was talking about EO Sky, and he said, uh, talking about her interest. He said, I don't know if she's acting drunk or what and why she's walking <laughs> like that, but I love EO. My wife loves her. Um, and people were like, just like dissing him. Aw. Eh, wow, what were they saying? He's, he's telling the truth. What were they saying? What were they offended by? He, they're offended by, I don't know, man, but you know, I guess the cool thing is just to bag on Road Dog, and I'm all about bagging on Road Dog when he needs to be bagged on. He said some <laughs> really questionable things over the last couple years. This ain't one of them, though. Her entrance is completely different than any other time you see her. He is right in that. When she first came with that music to NXT, that was the only time you saw her really was in her entrance. And she had that kind of swag walk to mm-hmm. the ring. She still does that now, but she never walks like that any other time. She doesn't walk like that when she's with damage control. Yeah. She doesn't walk like that in promos backstage. So I understand what he's saying. People just wanted to bag on him. It's like, no. That's how I so I gotta give Road Dog some bail. I never thought I would give Road Dog bail. Road Dog's actually right. In That's a situation. good point. Still, You're right about it. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, she only does that walk and portrays herself just during that entrance. Yep. But I see, thought about I that. She's kind of strayed from that, from that character. Yeah. I thought yeah. about that a couple yeah. months ago. And I was like, when she did it, I was just happy because that's one of my best. Well, yeah, we don't get to see her entrances often. In, in yeah. the music. So I'm like, I'll yeah. take it. But when she did, I was kind of like, uh, wow. I don't get it. Uh, why are you doing that still? I loved it. But there you go. What else, guys? Y'all got anything else? It's so little. And it's, I, I, that's wrong. I just said it's so little. But did y'all see that Natalia said that she's, every time she's, this whole her whole career, she's been the good girl, and it's gotten her nowhere. <laughs> I saw her promo on Monday, and she's just like, mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell I'm doing after. Yeah, I lost in 69 seconds. And <laughs> she, she didn't say that. She, did, she didn't say that. She, she just said go, she just said being a being a good girl, being good this whole time. Where has it gotten her? And she said nowhere. So we'll see. We'll see on the fourth attempt, fifth attempt, eighty seventh attempt. I'll say, and Natty knows reset. I love her. Yeah. I've told her as much on Twitter. But Natty, we've seen you as a heel just as many times we've seen you as a face. Yeah. But who knows? She could probably still come and be a heel heel. We'll see. Get off my girl, Natty. I like, I love Natty. Let's move on. I love Natty. What else y'all got? I'm about done. Yeah. I'm about tapped out on this episode. Me too. Me too. Tap, tap, tap. All right, then. So let's get to the TFW moment of the week. If you are new to the TFW pod and you don't know what the TFW moment of the week is, it is a moment that we just decide to shout out something that we saw that we really enjoyed 
over the week. As long as it's wrestling related, it is on the docket to be able to be the TFW moment of the week. My TFW moment of the week, honestly, was Dynamite from last night. I was trying to figure out one moment. I couldn't. I kind of hit on everything that made it the TFW moment of the week for me. From Sting and Jericho to the fantastic Cole and MJF match to the production additions to Excalibur laying out while the pyro was going at the beginning of the show. I hate when people talk over pyro. Don't step on your own production to the replays of the elbow drop through the table. I just thought last night was a great, great showing for AEW. Much needed for everything they have going on over these next few weeks and couple of months. So that was my TFW moment of the week. It was just a fantastic Dynamite show this week. Wonderful. My TFW moment comes from AEW, and it was just in celebration, I guess, of Juneteenth. Um, it was the look that do something from the brother on AEW when MJF was trying to almost attack him. He was trying to punk him. Y'all remember? And brother was like, all right, do yes. something. Like, I want you to do something. So just the look of do something, that's my TFW moment of the week. Because we, if you know, you know that do something is I dare you to touch me. I dare you to touch me. Yeah, he would have got a little something. Take something back from uh, MJF as well. Doesn't matter. I'm gonna go to. Uh, I'm gonna go to NXT. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys watched the show, but a tag team that I'm very high on, and I wonder what happened to him or why I haven't seen him was Angel Humberto. They are back on yeah. my TV on NXT and I love it. I have no idea why these they, these guys weren't getting work, but now they're back. They're on NXT. Let's go guys. I want to see more. They are doing some really uh the people who they're deciding to take down to NXT for these few weeks runs are the right people. And I we get Ron so. versus Seth yep. next week. Yeah. That is going to be appointment viewing watching for me. Why? Cuz there's no more basketball. And football doesn't start for another couple months. Yeah, I so, don't okay, watch so, baseball like Okay. That. So real quick, so what if what if Braun like doesn't step up to the plate against Seth? Like do we just give him one off will. and then okay. I no, I, I I literally think and we know, hey, Omas. We ain't seen him since. If he can make Omas have a good match, <laughs> he damn sure can get a good match out of Seth. I mean out of uh, Braun. That's that's real talk. That's real talk. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. All right, guys, that is it for another successful episode of the TFW podcast. I'm potted out. I ain't got nothing else. Rhodesia, take us home. Happy Father's Day to all you awesome men out there. There are some people who take care of y'all and really, really respect y'all, even though the stores don't have as many greeting cards like they do for Mother's Day. I give y'all that. I will. I would. I would give you that. But in my household, Matt, you are an incredible father. I see your firsthand every single day. I'm not going to get emotional on the show, but thank you so much for everything that you do for our child. Oh, no. If I knew we were doing this, we should have led with this. This could have been an hour and 46 minutes. Put me over. Damn it. Don't worry. You know what? I appreciate those words. Love you. Love everybody. I'm going to make sure we, next week, we, we need like the this part two of this and we'll just leave with it. Put Matt over. That should be a segment. We got each random segment. Ishan. We got you looking up Googles. Somebody's got to put me over. I like put that. Matt over. Ishan, happy Father's Day to you. Hopefully they treat you like a king. I'm not going to call you that BD word ever, but um, hopefully they treat you like <laughs> a king that you are. 
and happy Juneteenth, everyone. Thank Thanks, you for listening. Sis. All right, y'all. Peace. Talk to you next week. <laughs>